Welcome to the Goalies Compass Podcast. Just as a compass helps you find true north, this show will help you find your path on your goaltending adventure. My name is Jennifer De Jesus. I'll be your host and cartographer. I'm very grateful and excited to have you along for this journey. Greetings, everyone. Today's show was inspired by a great question I got on Instagram in response to episode number 16 about self-talk. I wanted to provide a thoughtful response and decided this topic deserved its very own episode. The question was, what do you do when the coach or assistant coach are the ones with negative things to say about your game? Oof, I know this is a rough place to be. In an ideal situation, your coach is someone who inspires you, someone invested in you as a person and invested in helping you grow your game. Unfortunately, not every coach aspires to those ideals. I hate to use such harsh language, but sometimes you have a crappy coach. I've had my fair share of bad coaches, folks that played their favorites, folks that hurled nasty and hurtful criticism, and folks that flat out ignored the players at the bottom of their roster. Those experiences were part of the reason I became a coach in the first place. I know I can do better than that. Sometimes you don't have a crappy coach. Sometimes you have someone who means well and doesn't realize that they're being careless or unproductive with their words or actions. Sometimes you have an awesome coach who gives you feedback, but you don't like it or don't agree with it. And sometimes I can throw you for a loop if it's unexpected. For the purpose of today's discussion, negative feedback would be feedback about something you need to do better. Everyone likes to hear great save. But how we handle criticism has a big impact on how we feel about our game as a whole. It's impossible to give everyone detailed advice for their precise circumstances. And I have some suggestions, but you'll have to decide what fits best for your situation. So whether you've got a good coach or a crappy coach, let's talk about some of the ways to deal with negative feedback. Number one, evaluate the value of the feedback. Sometimes feedback is helpful and sometimes it's not. Good feedback is constructive. Just like constructing a house, constructive feedback helps build you up and make you better. You need to improve your rebound control. Well, that's constructive. Goalies would love to be great at everything, but there's always something we can do better. If your rebound control needs work, coach should let you know, and so you know and you can work on it. Conversely, if the feedback you get sounds like, you stink. That's not constructive at all and contains no suggestions about what could be improved to not stink, and it probably feels awful to hear that. So we need to be open to constructive feedback that will help build us up, and it may not always be fun to hear, but it's going to help you grow your game. If it's not constructive feedback, will you put that nonsense in the toilet where it belongs and flush? Number two, can you separate the message from the delivery? Imagine you ordered a piano online and you get it shipped to your home and five to seven business days later, 36 boxes arrive on your doorstep. Now you need to open up 36 boxes and try to assemble a piano. Technically, you got what you wanted, but the delivery was suboptimal. Sometimes messages from coaches can feel like that. The message itself is constructive feedback, but the delivery made it unclear, leaving you to sort out what they meant. It might sound like, hey, Johnson, I've told you a thousand times to keep your glove up. Does that mean I should literally keep my glove higher? Or do they mean I'm getting beat on the glove side and I should make an adjustment? 
Some people are good coaches, but crappy communicators. They may have lots of knowledge and experience, but struggle to express themselves. So don't be afraid to ask questions and make sure you understand what they're saying. What do you mean by keep my glove up? They may explain that during that particular drill, all the high shots went in. Maybe you need to be more patient on your skates to read the high shots or hold your glove hand a little differently for a little more net coverage. I should also say, don't be surprised if you get a crappy answer to your question. If you ask, what do you mean by keep my glove up? They may respond with a non-answer like, are you kidding? Or it should be obvious or something else that is equally unhelpful. Their poor or absent explanation does not make you dumb, and it does not make you a bad goalie. It makes them a bad communicator. More often than not, though, coaches love it when you ask questions. It means you're engaged and you want to do a good job. So be brave and ask questions. Number three, can you have a productive conversation with this person? This is the gooey center of the relationship you have with any coach. Can you have a constructive conversation with them? It's easy when things are going well and you're winning, but if you're not going well and you're not winning, how do those conversations play out? Short story. In college, I was not getting as much playing time as I wanted. Keep in mind, at this point in time, I was a forward. So my parents would make this big, long drive to see me play, and I'd be scratched. It was embarrassing. So I scheduled a time to talk to my coach. He was a little hesitant, but agreed. I arrived at his office on the prescribed day and time, and we talked about it. I asked him, what do I need to do to get more ice time? And he said, you are too slow, and you turn the puck over all the time. Ouch. True, but ouch. So I wrote down his reasons on my yellow notepad that I brought with me, and we agreed that when I improved on those things, I would get more ice time. I was beyond nervous to talk to him and spent the entire meeting sweating like crazy. But I gained a ton of experience just from having the guts to ask for that meeting, and I got a piece of feedback I didn't expect. Coach told me I played with a lot of heart, and he wished more players on our team had my heart. Even though this coach and I never saw eye to eye, it felt good for him to realize and recognize my effort and passion. If you don't see eye to eye with a coach, you may want to have a conversation with them. Explain to them that when they say XYZ, it's confusing or hurtful. See what they say. They may surprise you and apologize. They may say they didn't realize what they said was hurtful. It might be a challenging and uncomfortable conversation, but you'll be better for it. Just like many things on the ice and off the ice, this is an opportunity to have a difficult conversation and you will run into many spaces in your life where you need to have a difficult conversation. And having that experience in your back pocket will make every difficult conversation going forward a little easier. So if you try to talk to this person and they give you a crappy answer like, well, that's just how I coach, or if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, well, then you know where you stand. That person cares way more about their ego than your development, and they're a crappy coach. But Jen, that coach determines if I play or not. Their opinion really matters. Oh, oh, that little chestnut. True. The coach controls your on-ice destiny. Not having their support can feel really scary. Unfortunately, not all coaches are great people. I wish they were. I wish all coaches were knowledgeable, skilled communicators, and stoked 
to help you grow and improve. If you realize you cannot have a productive conversation with your coach, it may be time to look for a new opportunity. That very idea may sound terrifying or treasonous, so let's talk about it. I have to play for this team because it's the best way to get noticed or recruited or drafted. Is it, though? Playing for a really crappy coach isn't going to achieve quite what you think it is. If you're already having a hard time communicating with them, you aren't likely to play very often. Playing under that stress and uncertainty ruins your confidence and your game stagnates or worse yet goes backwards and gets worse. So when you do play, you're not playing up to your potential. If playing in front of people who matter is important to you, you want to play your best. So leave that crappy coach in the dust and find a better fit somewhere else. When you shed that stress and uncertainty, you'll play better and feel better. I can't just change teams now in the middle of the season. Well, yes, that's true. You may not be able to change teams right now for a whole host of reasons. Then you need to make a plan to complete your commitment for this year and move on in the spring. So what would that plan look like? Well, is there any coach that you do communicate well with? If so, you want to talk through drills and games and things with them. Seek out feedback from people you trust and respect. Do you have a private goalie coach? They could be your outlet this year and help keep you focused on improving your game. Make sure you're talking through the feedback you get and how you feel about it with somebody else. Don't let that pressure of frustration build up by keeping it all to yourself. Ignore the crappy feedback from that crappy person and create awesome goals for yourself. If you're in a situation that isn't a good fit, setting goals for yourself and working towards them will keep you focused on growing your game. That way, when you do get the odd start, you'll be ready to perform at a high level. Way back on episode number eight, Happy New Year, I talked about setting long-term and short-term goals for yourself for the season. Remember, that one crappy person is not the gatekeeper for all hockey everywhere. You'll play your best when you feel safe, supported, and happy. Do some homework and find a fit that works for you. Next, I'd like to relay a story about a marble jar. Partially because I really like this story, and also partially because I think it blends really well with today's topic. This story comes from author Brene Brown in her book, Dare to Lead. I highly recommend it for anyone who wants to learn more about empathy and leadership. Brene examines leadership through the lens of business, but it's easy to see how the concepts she's teaching can apply to a hockey team, not just a business team. The story goes like this. Brene's daughter, who was in elementary school at the time, had a classroom with a marble jar. When the class collectively made good choices, the teacher added marbles to the jar. If the class made bad choices, marbles were removed from the jar. That may remind you of house points at Hogwarts, which work the same way. One day, Brene's daughter returned from school, crying and upset, and it prompted a conversation about trust. How do you know who is worthy of your trust and who is not? Well, you look at their marble jar. Trust is built and reinforced by many small actions over time. Every time someone sticks up for you or helps you or shows you empathy and compassion, they add marbles to their jar. When people talk behind your back or exclude you and hurt your feelings, they take marbles out of their jar. Some people in your life will have jars overflowing with marbles and they'll need bigger and bigger jars. Other people will have teeny tiny jars that are nearly empty. 
Think about your coaches. What do their marble jars look like? It's tough to trust and value the opinion of someone with an empty marble jar. So we know negative feedback is part of the job. So how do we handle those moments? Remember this. How valuable is the feedback? Is it constructive? Is it something you can use to get better? If the delivery of the feedback is harsh or confusing, be brave and ask questions. Can you have a constructive conversation with the person giving the unproductive feedback? You must give people the opportunity to surprise you. Don't settle for a situation that is not a good fit. Beware of coaches who use fear and intimidation. No one plays their best in that environment. No matter what you do or where you go, there'll be a line of people around the block with something negative to say. Don't let their insecurity slow you down. Work hard on being your best you, and before you know it, their negative opinion won't matter anymore. So there you have it, the show all about dealing with negative feedback from coaches. Your time is a precious resource. Thank you for spending some of it with me today. If you like the show, please let me know on Twitter or Instagram, at Expedition Goal 1. Give it a follow so you always know when a new show goes live. It's also a great place to ask questions. You never know. Your question might become a future episode. A great way to support the show is to leave a review. I believe more stars is more better, and it helps new people find the show. Also, tell all your friends. If you're a goalie, if you know a goalie, if you parent a goalie, odds are you know someone who may benefit from the show. Tell them to listen to the Goalies Compass podcast on their next trip to the rink. Make sure you visit expeditiongoaltending.com. That's the place to find all the episodes of this show. Just like episode number eight, Happy New Year, where I talk all about how to set goals for yourself for the season. Do you have questions or comments? I'd love to hear from you. You can send emails to expeditiongoaltending at gmail.com. Until we meet again, may the road rise up to meet you and may the wind be always at your back.